Hello and welcome to The Link Podcast. The Link Podcast is created to build community through conversation. We focus on stories of creatives, business owners, community leaders, and all-around interesting people from the community of Lincoln, Nebraska. We welcome you to come learn about your neighbors as we have conversations with them and discover their stories. All right. Hey. Welcome to the Link Podcast. My name is Andy Morrison. I'm Stefan Carlson. And today we have on... Addis Brown. Woo! She was really cool. She had a great story. Like, honestly, like, went so in-depth and, like... Super open. Super open, which is really cool. Yeah, from all the way from being adopted from Ethiopia to living in Lincoln to starting her own salon and basically, like, creative center, I would call it. And like, like the whole journey in between, which is yeah, a lot. I can like really cool. It's a super cool, unique story that I don't know if anybody else has that yeah. type of story. So it goes way beyond just being a hairstylist. So I think yeah. that was really cool. And just have like kinda hits uh I can't find the words, but like is the reason why we're doing this. It's because like yeah. People see Addison like, oh, she's a hairstylist, but like she's way more than that. Like, there's a story behind it. Yeah, there's some really cool in-depth conversations that we go into. That's way above and beyond just owning your own business. No sweat. No sweat. Like we're just hanging out. You got your tea. <laughs> I am. Tea time. Kai, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> he thumbs up before he knew. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Well, welcome to the Link Podcast. I'm Stefan Carlson. I'm Andy Morrison. And, and today we've got on... Addis Brown. Hey, Addis. Hi. And she is... Tell us all of the things that you're from or a part of or do. Or... Yeah, what are you doing, yeah. Lincoln? So I'm a salon owner of Roots Collective. Um, I'm a mother. I'm an artist, a singer, even though I haven't really sang much lately. But um, Very good from yeah. what I've heard, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, just doing hair, mothering. And I got married in August, so I'm a wife too. Congrats. Thank you. Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah. But you have kind of a little bit of a unique story of how you like just came to Lincoln to begin with yeah so would you mind like jumping into like like how did Addis get here and now how is Addis a owner of a salon yes in Lincoln okay so I'm just gonna tell the story and if you have questions just like stop me oh I'll interrupt I'll just keep going so I was adopted at age six and from Ethiopia, from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. My parents are from Kansas. Um, They moved to Lincoln, Nebraska because they had two biological sons that are both mentally handicapped. Um, So they're 40 and 38 and they live at home with my parents still. So they're, you know, full-time caregivers. But they came to Lincoln because uh, the service is better here. And they adopted my sister Leah at age she was like three days old, so straight out of the wow. hospital, basically. Wow. Yeah, so that was all in Kansas. Um, she is just a year and a half older than me, and uh, she's mixed, biracial. So they all come to Lincoln, and they're living their life and decide that they need one more kid. And my sister really wanted a sister, sibling. So they look into Africa, and they saw a picture of me and were like, yeah, that's, she's the one. <laughs> she's the one. <laughs> it's like a, a catalog, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Mail order child. That sounds bad. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> though, it is like Dude, that. Dude, looking at, that's crazy in and retrospect. And they kind of, yeah, left it up to, I think my, you know, my sister, she just had a big say in it. Um, that's cool. There was another girl who they had their heart set on, actually, and then she, um, there was a civil war that, that happened and so they weren't able to like get hurt. So I was like second choice, but nobody needs to know that part, (laughs) right? (laughs) So um, yeah, so I was adopted at age six. I came to Omaha, Nebraska, like 
all of my parents and their sides of the family, cousins, aunt and uncles, all came to the airport. And this is like the first time that I'm seeing white people. Yeah. Can't speak English. Like I lived in this, you know, city, but I was, you know, like I had no idea what America was or what life I was kind of getting into. Mm -hmm. And so, did you, how was like the process of like, how did you know you were coming to the US? Yeah. Was it just kind of like, hey, you're leaving? Yeah. Or like, like as far as I remember, there was a party and I don't know if I knew if it was a going away party, but I was like mm -hmm. the bell of the ball, you know, like people were bringing clothes and gifts and wow. food. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I just thought like, yeah, it's a party for me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I had any idea. Um, and when I got off the plane and I had a whole backpack full of stuff from Ethiopia, from my family there, and my adopted family had no idea that I had a family in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. They thought I was an orphan. So the fact that that was kind of withheld information from, from my adoptive parents was like, what the heck? You know, like, did yeah. they basically steal this kid? But, <laughs> so, yeah. but, you know, they kept me and we just, apparently I was just talking to my dad about this a couple of weeks ago, but like, I came home and um the first night i went to bed like we came home and i still remember my house or our house smelling like fresh dial soap it was like oh, so clean just like perfectly her yes it was like so weird how scent just it does anytime i smell back. that diet dial hand soap is it the dial gold yes <laughs> that's, that's my least favorite scent of hand really? soap I could have a candle of that stuff. Are you serious? Yeah, Man, probably very, because of that. That's true. That's yeah. fair. I just, I think I have like bad memories associated with it. That's probably why. Because I think it's like the soap that like was at school. Totally, it was. It was yeah. like the soap of the '90s or something. Yeah. I don't know, like early 2000s. <laughs> the soap that everybody your yeah. rinsed your mouth out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Probably. Whenever I said bad words, well, I didn't do a good job because I cast like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Need more soap. Yeah. So, but that night. I went to bed and I shared a room with my sister and we went to bed. I don't, I have no idea like what I was thinking, but mm -hmm. got up the next morning and I didn't know how to like wake her up because I didn't speak any English or anything. So I slapped her. <laughs> She's like, whoops. And how, like how vividly do you remember this? I, I do remember that pretty vividly. Um, and I have a terrible memory, honestly, but I just remember coming down the stairs with her and it was raining outside on the porch. And I remember like looking around the house for the first time, like looking outside and seeing the neighbors. Cause when I came home the night before it was like midnight, you know, so yeah. I didn't, and I was tired. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my first, my sister probably was like, send her back, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> slapping me in the morning. Um, so, but I think one of my biggest character traits is I, I'm just really adaptable. Like mm. I, you can kind of like set me in any situation and I'm just kind of like, okay, let's roll with it, you know? So even as a kid, even if I didn't know how to speak English or I didn't know what the heck was going on, I, my dad said I was listening to Ethiopian. I like brought a cassette tape of Ethiopian music and played that for a month or two mm -hmm. and probably was like you know soul searching or something <laughs> my five-year-old brain <laughs> or six-year-old brain but then um i started esl or ell that january so a couple months later mm -hmm. and just started going to school meeting friends learning english and then um what was that like like first like going to school for the first time i feel like that's a in ethiopia i did go to school so I, I remember, you know, like having that sit down environment with other kids or whatever. Yeah. So maybe when I came like here. Like in America, yeah. How, yeah. how different was it? I don't think it was crazy different, like knowing there's a teacher and there's kids and we're in a classroom, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but that it was a ESL, ESS, or I think they English call it ELL. Language Learner. Yeah, ELL. -L ELL, yeah. It used to be something else, but, um, but. So all the kids were, you know, um, not Native American. Native American. <laughs> <laughs> Native to Native America. Native to America, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. English-speaking English 
It was. It they're was. Like you were first, trying to say it's diverse. Yeah. Very, very diverse. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So I think English that, wasn't their first language. <laughs> yeah. How, let's there let's were go maybe, with that. Yeah, English was not their first language. So um, I think it probably really helped that they were so mm-hmm. diverse, and we all were kind of in that boat together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I only did that for like six months and finished out the second semester, and then I went to Lincoln Christian and I did first grade again, and so for 12 years I went there and I graduated from there and that was like um I think hugely fundamental in who I am and who I became um just my parents I think they made a big priority of like giving me as much you know like love and connection and roots and um as they possibly could and even like they tried to find Ethiopian people to come to our house so I could talk to them, but I didn't want to. Like, I refused really? to speak any Amharic to them, which wow. was the native language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know maybe if I was told by my Ethiopian family not to speak that or whatever, but no, I would just, mm. I just focused on this is where I am now, I think. Um, yeah, so Lincoln Christian was really good, but really like, lived in a bubble you know yeah um Mm -hmm. i was the only maybe there was like three other black kids in that whole school it wasn't diverse it wasn't you know any in any sort of way culturally religiously like race race wise um and so once i graduated from there and about a year and a half or so maybe just a year later i went to hair school and that's just been like I've loved anything with beauty, fashion, hair. Like mm-hmm. I would force my cousins to like sit there and I'd put makeup on them. You know, yeah. like anybody I could get my hands on, I would do their hair. Um so and did my, you go to hair school here? Yeah, I oh, did okay, to cool. college of hair design. Um I didn't really consider that being a career ever. Um, but my parents were like, you know, that's an option. You can we know you're not like a four year college degree type person. Um try try this out so I did and I just fell in love with it um but also it was just this whole world of like I'm 20 I'm 21 like I can go out like what is drinking what are what are like boys what's downtown like (laughs) just like what yeah it was just a real wide awakening to the to the real world um so I think I probably that was like my from 20 to like 20 I got pregnant when I was 24 um was just like me living my best life Mm -hmm. you know um and I dated a really this is like personal part of my story probably but I think through vibrate as much as you want okay through my 20s I dated uh a really terrible like emotionally abusive guy um broke up with him and then dated like found this really nice sweet guy um and then got pregnant with him like six months later and i had my daughter and that was just like all happened within three years maybe Mm -hmm. um adelaide coming out of lincoln christian yeah so i think you know my world my life was just kind of like a whirlwind and like who am i and like my parents are probably like where is she going like you know trying to get a handle on my life um Mm -hmm. but having my daughter samara at 20 i think i was 25 i had her um was really life-changing for me you know i was kind of like single mom broke up with him um and i knew that i still had dreams of my own like i wasn't gonna let anybody define what single mom was gonna look like for me Mm -hmm. you know um yeah so no where was i so i'm 25 i'm a single mom and i was scared i found out um that i was pregnant on a girl's trip to dc we were gonna visit another friend and it was gonna be like crazy we were gonna have so much fun i was gonna drink you know do all the things go out dancing and then i was like i think i might be pregnant and took a couple of tests and it was like oh my god i'm pregnant <laughs> wow on this trip in dc <laughs> on this trip wow. yeah like second day in because i was like i can't you know i don't want to like go out 
if not finding out if I'm pregnant or not. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was a very like sobering trip. And I get back and tell baby daddy that he's having a baby and he took that really well. But then my parents were like, oh my gosh. We told them at Panera so they couldn't kill us, you know? (laughs) That's a good place to go. Yeah, Very very calm. Good gets comfort food. Super, right over a bowl Just of go get another Danish. Over a bread bowl, yeah. Over a bread bowl. <laughs> yeah. So but over the next nine months, I think um yeah, it was just kind of me steadily trying to figure out how, you know, like my my life was gonna work. And I had Samara and what what was I? Yeah, I think I was just kind of living my life at that point. But I was doing a lot of music too, um, a lot of writing and performing um, at like scooters or mm-hmm. where else, the bourbon stuff. What like do you that. think in that, like in that kind of whirlwind or whatever? Like you look back on, you're like, are you like in your head? Are you like, oh, I needed that to get to here, or is it like? man, I wish I could have skipped it or like Mm. what, I guess like what, like now looking back. Yeah. Like now looking back, like that part of your life, like what, what do you think? Like, what's the biggest takeaway from it that you're like, yeah, how do I, I mean, I think I've, I always live like everything happens for a reason for sure. Um, I wouldn't suggest to anybody that a child is going to like change their trajectory or anything, you know, like, I think for me, if I hadn't had Samara, I would have, I think at some point still would have, it's not like I was totally off the tracks, like doing some drugs or something like that. You know, I was just kind of like, I was just living. Trying things out. Yeah, trying things Mm -hmm. out, yeah. So, but I think just having her, the older I've gotten, Um, And the older she's gotten has made me just dive deeper. And I think really, you know, like you just had a baby, Mm -hmm. like any parent starts to feel that, I think. Um, Just like, holy cow, I have a child. Like now I have to like (laughs) live with intention for real, you know, Um, because you want the very best for them. So but in, in hindsight, it's I've never regretted any of the lessons that i've had to you know to take because i think that's truly what i've needed to make me the person that i am you know that's just kind of i think my general outlook on life um were you working at a salon the whole time yes i was i wasn't yeah i was working at a hustling artist hustling for sure (laughs) my middle name no it's not um but i hadn't gone off and like done my own thing business-wise yet um so if probably when Samara was two and a half or so I met another guy who um I had dated for about a year and then maybe I think I was about 27 at the time 28 um and I thought we were gonna get married we were engaged and then two days before we were supposed to get married, you know, and everybody's invited like two days before. So we're super ready to get married. I found out that he was cheating on me. Oh no. And I found out through a random email that I'd gotten and it was like his text conversation with this other person. So that was like world flipped upside down moment. Um, I think another moment um, where, yeah, of course I had a, like weeks or months of like grieving and like what the heck just happened and what am I going to do with this? But then we actually got back together and we went to counseling at Berean and, you know, he was like, I'll, I'll change. I'm so sorry, all that stuff. And, um, and I gave that another go, but then a few months later, I kind of was just like, you know what? Like I kept picturing a broken vase and then us trying to like put it together. Mm -hmm. And it's still always, it's not going to be as strong as it was before, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um so I broke up with him and then 
like a week later, Amber, I don't know, you guys know yeah. Amber. I was like, yeah. you all know Amber Smith. Um, yeah. But she was like, you should get on Tinder. So then I did. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> Solid <go>. advice. <laughs> and I think she was like, meet, meet friends, go on dates, you know, have fun. So I did. And then I met Sam, who's my current husband. And my current husband, as if I've had like a lot. <laughs> He's your husband now. He is your husband. He is my Sam, husband now. Sam, the now husband. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so relationship wise, that's kind of like what led me to Sam. But in between that time, business wise, I um, like I said, I, I was a single mom and I still had these dreams of like, I'm not I just don't want to be kept in this box. And like I've always aspired to be a mom, but I've always also aspired to be a creative artist in whatever way I wanted yeah. to be, you know? So I started this little suite called Salon Kaleidoscope and it was just me running, um, you know, a good sized space. And um, basically I gave myself like two years before I opened up another salon. If, you know, if this goes well, then it would be my stepping stone to like open up my dream salon. Um, was that kind of like always the intention when you first started school? Like, oh no, eventually I want to do this, or was it like once you got into the? I yeah, once I got, no, I'd say um, not when I started school because I didn't, I didn't, I just, I guess I didn't know that that was an option to have my own business. Yeah. Um, but once I was a few, I've been doing hair for ten years, so f probably three or four years in, I was like. I think I want my own space and I knew that that could be like a suite or something. Mm -hmm. Like I heard I was in commission and then I went to booth rental or a suite rental. So when I was building that place, I was already thinking like, ooh, but I could do even bigger, you mm -hmm. know? So I was like, okay, let's do two years here and see how that goes. And it went really well. And then I, I started planning for opening up Roots Collective. And so when... Sam and I were dating um that's when I kind of started um making the plans to open up the mm -hmm. salon root salon and the name is like so important to me because um I think as you relate it back to my life and like my roots and Lincoln like mm -hmm. our community and um I saw a couple therapists in between there that were my biggest issue like identity wise is probably like, what are my roots? You know, yeah. I'm like, and especially the older I get, it's like, I'm this Ethiopian woman who doesn't really know that Ethiopian culture or African mm -hmm. culture because I can't remember it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, then I was like dropped into Lincoln, Nebraska to a white family. And I don't really identify with that life, you know, as yeah. much as, somebody that probably looks like you guys you know yeah um it, it was always a little bit of an outsider i guess and then and do you think you do you think you this apologize if this sounds like it's bad or not but like do you think you put that construct on yourself like i don't like purposely like i don't fit in because no. i'm this or do you think it was just like you always just felt that like internally i I don't see it as a negative thing at all, mm -hmm. but I think I think it's just the truth. Like yeah, it's yeah. just if I looked if I were white and I grew up here and I spoke like white people like I do right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right? Then it's just like I'd fit in. But yeah. the fact that let's let's talk about that for a moment moment. Like the fact that I'm black and I speak like I do is a problem for some black people. Yeah. You know, because apparently I'm not black enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of also been like the the issue. But again, I'm not saying that that's a negative thing. It's yeah. just part of like now that I'm I'm 31 and it's like who, like who is Addis Brown, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And and I'm kind of on that like self journey of, yeah, like what, how can I use my voice to like relate to 
all these things that I can relate to because I am me, you yeah. know, instead of like trying to fit into like this box. Yep. You know yeah, what I'm I can saying? only relate to you yeah. and I can only read it to you where you're like, I can relate to all of these I things. I can relate to single mom. I can relate to yep. being black, I, you know, like, yeah. yeah. And and I think that's, for a long time it was a issue or not a, not a problem, but it was something that I just couldn't like grab. I couldn't figure out mm-hmm. how I felt about it, mm-hmm. you know, but now it's like, um, the more I'm kind of outspoken about, because I'm one of those people who work through things by talking through them, you know? So yeah. the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, that's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is just, this is just who I am. Yeah. And some people still like have an issue with that, I think, because I don't react in ways that they think I should, or I don't talk in ways they think I should, but. I'm just who you are. It's just, it's just who I am. Yeah. That's all you need to be. Yeah. It's so true. I think that's really, like, really cool, like, unique and, like, beautiful all at the the same time. Because, like, like you said, it took you probably years and years and years to really figure that out. And I feel like just outside, like, looking in at, like, what, like, Roots has become, like, I can just see, like, that like i've never heard you say that before so just so everybody knows i'm not like yeah. it's not something i've heard before but like i can totally see that now in what roots has become is like yeah it's just like a cool diverse place where you can just be who you are yes oh my god that's so beautiful that's thank good, you Stephen. come on so i mean yeah. I, that's wow. just like what i see yeah so yeah and um, that's it's exactly really cool to I hear wanted. like that heart behind it yeah thank you i um that is exactly what I wanted our salon to be. And I think that's something that was like for me before I opened up the salon, it was kind of like, why, why am I doing it? You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what's my purpose and am I really going to be satisfied or fulfilled by, by pursuing that? But I felt like Lincoln, first of all, all salons kind of look the same, not just in Lincoln, but yeah. Just in general, they're like black and white and JC Penney's kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, black yeah. chairs and yes, yep. exactly. Yeah, um, you can close your eyes and think of what your salon looks like. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you guys know um, Tara Miller from the Heartland. Maybe mm-hmm. she helped with Love the Locals and stuff like that. But she just helped me design a really cool space that I felt like was unique and really, you know, really reflected the diversity of like being a hairstylist but also like having this um this this artistic space that can invite all different types of people Mm -hmm. you know where everybody feels just super comfortable and casual and relaxed and that they can be themselves and yeah i do think that's super i i i I think that's one of my missions for sure is like what how did you find the the building because it was like that yeah. building was a piece of junk it was. for a long time yeah so like how did that kind of come about i know like do you know I, the flower I, days? I find that stuff interesting because like it's kind of what you're into it's kind of what i'm into but it's like i always drove down that street and everybody's like a salon can't survive or a lot of stuff a yeah. lot of people say like stuff can't survive downtown unless it's a restaurant or you know yeah a handful of things yes like, what made you like yeah that's the building yeah let's do it like For what sure. kind of made you how'd you find it and how did like how did it why why grow? did i settle yeah. on that so do you know the flower days luke and seth flower mm-hmm. day so nope. they're like um they're like the property brothers. They're twins and they um, bought the building and one of their girlfriends, who's now their wife, his wife, one of the brother's wife. Um, <laughs> it's not like <laughs> a sister wife situation. Yeah. But <laughs> so she is my client and said, you know, that this building is is available and I could go look at it. And I knew that I was I was envisioning like you know, old floors and um, exposed brick and, you know, open ceiling type thing. And I really wanted something downtown. Um, and I think like, I, I can't, I don't know if this is like a creative person thing, but when you just feel it in your gut, like you yeah. just, 
like you're set on yeah. it, you know, and you know it's gonna work. Mm -hmm. So I saw it and I was like, yep, like this is definitely gonna work. Um, and it had everything. The only issue was like, it's upstairs. And I think, you know, people would be like, but there are stairs and people are going to have to like take stairs to get up to your salon. And it's like, yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> and if they yeah. want their hair done, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. But it's just, um, yeah, I think I just had like that gut feeling of this is this is what it needs. You know, this is what Roots needs. And what was part two of your question? Uh, how how you I... found the building. And, then, and what made me decide. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I guess I answered it. You kind of answered both of them. Good. Did you walk in the space for the first oh. time and you were just like, <laughs> holy, I don't know if this is going to work or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have, but you saw the potential. In it, I which... saw the potential for sure. I mm -hmm. have like a problem maybe of seeing too much potential in things sometimes, but I, it was like holes in the floor, like where you could see, you know, levels <laughs> down and, um, it had the f frame walls yep. were framed, um, but that was about it. It was like some of the oak floors were covered in tile and you know, things yep. were, it was it was trashed. Um, and but what yeah. was it before? It was Schwartz printing apparently okay. before. And then before that it was um, apartments because we had a client that came up and she was like, oh my gosh, like 20 years ago, my <laughs> My boyfriend used to live right here. This was his bedroom. We're like, that's crazy. I had no Whoa. idea. That'd be weird. so weird. Yeah. Yeah. To like walk into a business be and be strange. like, I slept here. <laughs> slept here. Okay. <laughs> right in his very spot. Yeah. So weird. That's crazy. And yeah. then you were probably like, oh, oh. Like, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Did you draw your name on the wall? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It was uh, interesting. All sorts of like floral wallpaper and, and those old buildings are just cool. Yeah, they are like we can't let them knock down anymore because yeah, I know. I'm with that. They, yeah, we renovated. But yeah, so the salon was opened in it's been a year and a half. I don't know what year it is. 2020. 2020. Yeah. What, what so was like the. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but what was like the intent behind it? Like, was it just like, I think we talked about it some, but like, what yeah. was like your, <coughs> did you put in like a, like a, make a business plan? Like how did, how does somebody like, I don't, I don't. how does somebody, I mean, yeah, start a salon? Like if you're, if you were talking to like somebody that's like eventually going to want to start a salon, like how would you say to do yeah. it or to not to not do it. to do it yeah um so i uh, i don't think i knew what to do like i um and, you know and now i can say all all of these things but i didn't know what to expect or really what i was like getting myself into mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i was just like i want to create a space that's going to be warm and inviting in a place where like people can't wait to get their hair done you know yeah. and i like envisioned really cool um hairstylists and just this really cool energy and vibe which i'm so proud that it has all of those things you know like yeah. it i just still walking in to our salon every day it's like god i can't believe i work here you know it's like yeah. it's just a cool spot um but i didn't know what i didn't know and i think that was like the fun part you know it's mm -hmm. kind of like when you have a baby no, you guys don't know about that. <laughs> it's kind of like when I mean, you push out a baby. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that part. You don't know how I know painful it's going to be. But yeah, but then you do it and then it's it's amazing and it's glorious. But would you like want to push out another baby 30 minutes after that? No. Probably not. You know, yeah. it's just like, so yeah. it's just, I mean, I would do it again now. But um, that's a very good analogy, I, honestly. Because <laughs> wow. like I've had, I've. I've heard maybe people talking, having a baby. Yeah, yeah. Talking <laughs> about like a business where it's like, was it worth it? Yes. Yes. But would I do it right now? No. No. <laughs> yeah. You got to like forget about the pain a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I go through that every project we do. Yeah. It's so it's like you get halfway through and you're like, why am I doing? I don't know why. I don't know how this is going to work. And then at the end, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> of course. I knew it was going to yeah. work that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, and I think there's a huge um, 
I mean, yeah, delegating and, and hiring people to like do what you don't know how to do should be like business 101, you know, because yeah. like I'm not an accountant, I'm not an, a lawyer, I'm not, you know, I don't know how to start up websites and stuff like that. So I hired all those people and or traded services or whatever I could yeah. do to like make that work um, and stuck to what like I'm good at. Um, so yeah, I think once I saw the space, then the next thing was like to, and I'm also really, um, um, I have the advantage of like a dad who's a business entrepreneur and who yeah. has helped me kind of like line my ducks in a row, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. like you you set out the plan, you're like, hey dad, poke holes in it. Totally. Make sure I'm not totally gonna totally. fail. <laughs> yes, exactly, yep. or get yourself in a legal bind or anything yep. like that, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Um, which is really important, like as much of a, like everybody, and I don't know why there's such a push for everybody to be an entrepreneur, yeah. entrepreneur. Um, I hate Same. that word. Entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, because it's not for everybody. Like no. it's, besides like you need the gut instinct and intuition and like motivation and all these things that are like some people have that and some people just don't you know mm -hmm. so if you don't have those things and you try to start a business i feel like it's not gonna go well because you yep. have to motivate yourself you know yep. so um yeah but besides that it's like so much um yeah just the legal stuff and and getting people lined up to do you know all all that hard work so i have learned a lot about what not to do um and that would be <laughs> i think that would be i or what to do and that would be having a plan like mm -hmm. have a blueprint i'm just not wasn't one of those people but that's something i learned about management and about making a plan you know yeah that would be super helpful yeah yeah that's great that's we, super sick what's like just, yeah what's like as because you guys do more than just hair it seems mm -hmm. like like what's kind of yeah. like how has the space like kind of evolved and then we can jump into questions yeah okay i'm into um that. yeah so we host first friday even we had we didn't do one for january february and probably march because winter nobody yeah. wants to go out nobody wants to walk around and we're a little bit off the grid you know so mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's hard enough to get people in that area which it's like come on down to 11th and m yeah besides the night before like there's <laughs> we're here <laughs> so um and methods there i know but methods yeah. moving are oh, they are i didn't know that so I, I think, think it's public news. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I know it too. So yeah. Uh, maybe Where are they moving? Eight Not N. too far. Where? Eighth and N, I think. Eighth and N. They're gonna be like in, I think, like Eight N's like lobby. What? Who? Eight, what? The the Eight N lobby. Eight and N. Oh really? Interesting. I think. Really? Don't quote me. Move. Uh, also. We're just starting rumors. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this could be all a lie. <laughs> For those of you listening, we're, this is all a dream. This is all a dream. But yeah, that's what I've heard too. Interesting. Aiden loves. A little birdie told me. I'm not going to specify. Such a bummer. <laughs> I love them in that area. It's a good little spot. Yeah. I know. But it's like, got to respect people's dreams. <laughs> I guess. I guess. No, it's true. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have First Friday's. Um, and then we, so they'll have their art up the whole month, which is really fun. People can buy, um, like our clients that come in can buy the art all month. Um, and I want to have more music, like more shows, acoustic nights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the last year I've just been personally like getting married and like buying house and sure. trying to get the salon up and going. But this, this year... And for next year, I want to do more mm -hmm. community because that's, um, yeah, a lot of our passion. And that was one thing that I wrote in my journal of manifestations <laughs> that like 
yeah, we just have Lincoln is just this awesome community and we do have a lot of unique people and artists and creatives and just to have a space where we can host that yeah. is super important. Absolutely. Yeah. I I love that for just Lincoln in general. Yeah. It's just cool to be able to have just one more place. Yeah. To have that happen. To hang out. Because to create opportunities. It, it seems hang like out. there's like yes. everybody kinda has their spheres. And the more like we can just like merge Bring, those merge, make it one merge really cool spheres. blob. Yeah. We're yeah. working on it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I mean that's kind of the intention of the podcast. But no, I yeah. think that's I was really just cool. trying so to I just kind of we're working on it. Not Lincoln's working. Yeah. All right, trying. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, I think my McDonald's sprites made me a little kooky. <laughs> Well, should we jump into some yeah. questions here? Let me dive into some questions. <coughs> oh, I have kind of one. Like, do you think as you've gotten older, have you had like any interest, like any interest, like that, like nah, that interest in like learning about like your culture, like where you're from? Mm -hmm. Has that grown in any sense, or has it like always been like the, yeah, just like not really about it? That's a good question. Um, I do i haven't been back to ethiopia <clears throat> sorry um i definitely would love to now that mm. i have like samara and sam like my whole i'm probably gonna go back with like a whole airplane full of people that are like <laughs> i've been dying to go to ethiopia with you you know yeah so uh i would love to and like learn more about that culture i guess to be honest <coughs> a little piece of me feels like like a like a Ethiopian fraud or something, you know, mm. where you're like, that yeah. is who I am, but I'm so disconnected from it mm -hmm. for me to like hop back in and be like, hey guys, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to say hey guys in Amharic, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just I mean, like- it's, That's not like not your fault either. Right, it's not. And so it, it's just like, yeah, starting and like, where do you start and how mm -hmm. do I do that? Um, but there is this really cool Ethiopian restaurant downtown. It's not downtown. Uh, it's, it's on like 27th uh, and Orchard. Mm -hmm. Yes. I ate there just last night. Have there. you guys been there? No, I've been to the one in the Omaha. It's what's it What's it called? I don't know what the one in Omaha I is I forget what it's called too, but it used to, it used to be a pizza hut because it's like what? shaped like a, a pizza, <laughs> like a pizza hut. Hey, What's yeah. the one in Lincoln? <laughs> it's called Turu, T-I-R-U. Oh, yeah. Okay. So good. Like I, so good. I love Ethiopian food. I'm curious just about like that because I, I grew up like I was like really close to the family like half In from Ethiopian Ethiopia. Field? Yeah. Really. So like my like best friend growing up like his mom like came from Ethiopia and his dad is from Indonesia. So oh wow. It's a, it was That's a really a cool like I I like spent probably more of my time there like in elementary school. Like then I did do you want to come house. back to Ethiopia with me? I'd go to Ethiopia. I, okay, well, add you to the yeah, plane. Yeah, I'm to the list and then <laughs> make the list. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it it's it's really important, but not in the way that I feel like I need it for my identity. Mm -hmm. Like for me to figure out who I am. It's more it's, just curious of. Yeah, it's more like I get to. Yeah. Do I get to learn more about that, and yeah. it's like a privilege too because it really is a beautiful culture. Um, but that Ethiopian restaurant, I'm trying to, I want, so it's owned by a woman from mm. Ethiopia and she used to be a hairstylist and had her own salon Whoa. there. Yeah, hey, yeah. she's like the sweetest, sweetest person. And I'm like, but she's not that busy yet because she's only been open a few months. So I'm like, we need yeah. to do like an event there and yes. get everybody, because people just don't know about it, Yeah, you know? I, but I had no idea about I've it. I heard of one, but Okay, let's all meet there next Friday, seven o'clock. Yeah, I can't do Valentine's Day. Just kidding. I most of can't do Valentine's Day. Ooh, Valentine's that's Day. Not, that's not next Friday. That's, no, that's this, Friday. this Friday. Yeah, no, that's why she said next Friday because this Friday is Valentine's. Day. Oh yeah, oh, okay. yeah, exactly. I what you're Thinking yep. ahead. Yeah. Okay. yeah, come on, guys. I'm not as dumb as you think I am. <laughs> Get it together. Sorry, we haven't had McDonald's tonight, yeah, so we're, we're a little behind. Yeah. I had one McDouble. <laughs> Our I pink slime it hasn't hit us yet. Nope. <laughs> Gross. I, dude, I haven't had McDonald's in a minute. I think the last time I had, uh, no, We're not, I'm I not was judging. gonna get McDonald's with Kai coming back from Omaha one day, but we ended up not because he didn't want to stop. <laughs> what a shame. Kai's just nodding. And I, for those only, of you who are listening to yeah, the audio. The only thing I consumed that morning was just coffee from Omaha. And oh, I got a, a lot of coffee. Rally coffee? No, what, from uh, Archetype. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Some yeah. Ethiopian coffee. Go yeah. full circle. 
Nice. <laughs> but yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're that Ethiopian cop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a good question, though. I was just curious. It was fascinating to me. Yeah. But here's some questions from the internet. Oh, we had some questions yeah. from the internet? Yeah. Or did Man. you just Google questions? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, undisclosed or undisclosed? <laughs> Kai shook his head <laughs> in unsurety. Let me know what's correct. Whoever's listening. Thank you. <laughs> Call in right now. Yeah. We're too bad we're not live. Oh, we should do this live sometime. I <laughs> sure? asked Stefan. Yeah, I was like, is this live? Yeah, I was like, no, don't worry. Thank God. <laughs> It'd be kind of fun. It would be fun. Okay, be fun. I got a question, and it's kind of a very, it's a big one. It's, okay. it's a left hook. What's the biggest challenge that you've overcome? Oof. Yeah. Oof. Um, the biggest challenge that I've overcome would be... I mean, it sounds so cliche, but I don't know if I've overcome it, but I'm really working hard to overcome it. And it's just like loving myself, you mm -hmm. know, because now that you've heard my story, I think it's like, I think people think like my life is just uh, so easy or like they, people have a perception of what it is. Um, but I think, I mean, you know, and that's with anybody really, but for me, to accept all of these parts of me and accept it as just me and that that's okay you know yeah. it's been like a really huge um yeah huge part of like overcoming and i think it's just leading into you know like a cooler path of whatever's yeah. in my future somebody said like the 30s are way better than the 20s and now that i'm 31 i'm like yes 30s are good. I'm getting there. We're, Close. You guys are getting there. Yeah. Close. I got pretty much a whole decade. <laughs> I got a whole decade of being unsure of myself. Suck. Yeah, but now you, you're here like listening to everybody. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm here. That's why you're I'm here. I'm trying to learn. You're going to be like. Try making these 20s not suck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's all one can do. Exactly. That's super sick. And also, thank you for making yourself so vulnerable and sharing your like story with yeah. everybody. Yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Absolutely. It's just right, one part, one move towards that challenge, I suppose. Yeah, yeah that's I just, true. Yeah. That is part I, of it. That's what like, that's what we try to make this podcast. It's sometimes it's hard to like <clears throat> really dig into that type of stuff because people have to be okay with themselves. Yes. Like so you true. have to be okay with yourself to share yourself with yourself. others yeah it's 100 <laughs> so, true yeah thank you yeah absolutely there got a few other ones uh things you wish you would have known before starting a business oh yeah that is a good question things i wish i would have known um or just like a thing like something yeah. that like you ran into and you're like ah man <laughs> like i don't know that like what kind of halted you I didn't think about like looking back like I can look back and be like man it would have been a whole lot easier if I knew this but if I didn't go through it I wouldn't really know no, it. it that's yeah exactly what I was thinking it's like also I love unplanned things you know like mm -hmm. I like I think riding by the seat of my pants so it's like if I would have if I would have known it then it wouldn't have been as fun of a journey honestly mm -hmm. um but I also feel like with opening a salon, there's not, there's less room for error than mm -hmm. probably, I don't know, like if you're literally building a building like what you do from scratch, like yeah. you can, it could, the roof could fall down on people, you know, yeah. and you could kill them. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> not no. to be morbid, but. No, you're roofer. <laughs> <laughs> but like with a salon, there's just, um, I wouldn't say it's been easy at all, but but the steps that I took were, um, yeah, were logical, but like they just kind of came in sequence, mm -hmm. you know, so I could kind of figure it out as I was going, yeah. you know. Yeah, that makes sense. There wasn't like a cliff you, cliff you would step off and you'd be like, I can't come back from this. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there was, no. I think one thing I wasn't prepared for was like um, managing. 
because <laughs> um, there's five other stylists that work with me and we all get along really great. We're, you know, friends and all these wonderful things that I wanted. Um, but that's just a part of the business that like I wasn't expecting maybe. Yep. Um, and it's been it's been fun. It's been definitely um, a part of myself that I'm learning to like uh, accept maybe. Mm hmm. Because I'm reading that Brene Brown book called... Yeah, Radical Acceptance or something uh, like that. Dare... <sighs> Amber just gave it to me. Dare to Lead? Oh, yep. yep. Dare to Lead, that's it. I don't know it. books very <laughs> well, guys. I don't know books. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah, but just accepting that role of like leadership. Mm -hmm. I always try to like downplay it, but it, it is like... Yeah, I always tell everybody everything would be super easy if humans were involved. You know, so true. Because it's not because I don't like humans. Yeah, but it's we're just, just because if I could just program a computer to do everything, it'd be really easy. It's so true. Humans are we're just complicated and and have good and bad days and all that. Yep. And I think with hairstylists, especially, and with yeah, just hairstylists, it's like we're emotional and not in a bad way. We're we're just yep. feelers, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you're creatives. Yeah. And like honestly totally i mean anybody who says like hair isn't a creative outlet no. is an idiot they are honestly because you're literally shaping the way somebody looks like you're painting a picture of who they can yes be. so exactly. and you have to wow. see that, that you have great. to see that before yes before you start cutting their hair because it could look just, really bad it's so true <laughs> it is a hundred percent true and i think i think people are like maybe in the last five years that's starting to like catch on like mm -hmm. this is a real career and like we're taken seriously. Yeah. But yeah, before it was just kind of like, like I would be cutting somebody's hair and mm -hmm. they'd be like, so are you going to school for something? And we like, <laughs> heads. Come on guys. Palm to forehead. What do they say? Palm? Palm to the face, face palm. Face yeah. palm. Yeah, palm to face. <laughs> okay, I've got a few. So you answered this one kind of, so I'm gonna skip that. And then a uh, simple one, do you have a favorite hair product? Oh. Ooh. Oh, shout out Evo products and milkshake, which is what we carry in the salon. Um, I'd say Whip It Good is my favorite. That sounds tight. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll buy it. What? What is it? It's a it's a mousse. Well, you don't have curly hair, but you could still use it. I got it. I have like nobody has the curly. Like finest. thinnest, straightest hair possible. Maybe if you scrunched a little Whip It Good in, though. Did it you? Would. You used some Evo products once, Kai, right? Did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> he just shrugs. Yes, he loved it. <laughs> yes, he loved it. He said yes, very much. He said yes. Evo products. I, I bought all of them and I use them all. Bye, bye, so bye. So I have a question with the products then. Yeah. So like when you, I feel like that would be a tough thing. To, did you already have the products picked out that you wanted to use? Or no. did uh, you like, I just I feel like, like there's a, that's a whole world of like. It is because there's so much the out there. How the heck do I know what? to provide somebody or what I want I, to provide. I think I, I asked God, honestly, because <laughs> it just like came in the salon door and this woman was like, here's some, I I asked for like God for natural organic products that are like a boutique line that people can't just buy off of Amazon that like not every Lincoln salon has. And this like product rep came in, was like, heard, uh, you know, a new salon was here. Didn't know if you you guys have any products. What? Here's what we sell. Yeah. And she had um, wow. Evo and Milkshake. And Milkshake is like plant-based, all organic, like, like everything smells so good. And then Evo products are from Australia. And they're like, they have all these funny captions and names, like Whip It Good. And it Whip has it like, good, yeah, Whip It Good. <laughs> Okay, I added the Australian. It's a moose. What was that? Say it again. I, I said it in an Australian accent. Let's hear it. We pay good. Wow. <laughs> Shout out Carl Birchley. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. I'm not even going to try accents because I'm the worst. Whip it. No, I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to. You just said you weren't going to try it and you tried. <laughs> I wanted to so bad. Um, but yeah, it's. I truly believe, even with the small things, you just, you ask for it and the universe will bring it to you that's you know sweet. it's just that's like, so crazy honestly, that happen like that yeah i feel like a lot of times too like if you if you put it out there it's even more like you're even more zoned in to when it happens you know what i mean like yes like maybe the universe doesn't all of a sudden just like plop it in your lap and you're like oh great i wasn't looking for that but a lot of times it's like 
you're thinking about it, thinking about it. Then it takes that little extra like nudge to be like, oh yeah, that is. It it's is. like if you That's buy if wanted. you buy a blue car, yeah. And like all of, sudden, all of a sudden you start seeing all the other blue cars yeah. because you're already thinking, oh, I have a blue car. Yeah. So it's so weird how that happens, and it's just the law of attraction, right? You're like always thinking about it, and then it's like coming towards you. You're like. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> there it is. I was just thinking about you. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but really, you've been planning it for two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how that happens. Okie dokie. Uh, um, oh, what's one thing you wished every client knew before getting their hair done? Wait, is that Ooh. how you say it? Ooh, there's like yeah. a few. Um, let's see. I wish that... Um, clients knew how oh i wish that people knew that you can't go from dark hair to blonde hair in like an hour and pay 50 dollars. <laughs> you know it's like hair this is like gonna be you explaining what how people make these black plastic things like, yeah. <laughs> but for a second Carbon i'm gonna black. break it down it's like when you lift hair, when you have very dark hair like mine that's black and you want to go, and I say like inside of a banana yellow, like very pale yellow, you you have to lift through levels of color. So you lift through black to red to orange to yellow, like red orange to yellow, like outside of a banana to like the inside of a banana where there's no color molecule left. So that's why it's difficult to like, lift hair and expect it to be like oh i have this beautiful blonde like cool blonde you know Platinum. natural color yeah and especially if you've had previous color on your hair like if you did red or purple or whatever or even dark brown and you want to like lift through that artificial color it just makes it really hard for mm. us not saying it's impossible but like i wish it's kind of like when you're at a restaurant and you start getting really mad at the server because the food's not out yet and like they didn't have the green beans that you wanted but really it's kind of like the kitchen's fault because <laughs> they're backed up and like it's not even their fault because cisco didn't bring the green beans that day Come you on, know cisco. it's just like it's not cisco's <laughs> fault because those green beans are out of season <laughs> It's not even the farmer's fault because the, there was it's climate a, change. There's climate change. <laughs> it's true. It's just like some things are just out of our control. So we always try to tell a client like, we we'll just do the you know the best that we can, and uh, we'll try to get you blonde today. But you're gonna have to pay a lot more than that and hang out for maybe a few hours <laughs> yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, we have coffee and water. It'll be fun. You can we play good music. Uber eat some food. What yeah. yeah. What makes uh what makes a great client and what makes a terrible client? Ooh, gosh. Oh, come on. We're getting without saying names. Just kidding. I yeah, don't say. don't say names. Because <laughs> I, I think about that all the time in my business. Cause it's like like we just did a kitchen remodel and it's like, man, I wish I had like 30 of those. Cause it was so easy. The kitchen remodels, or, or yeah, like or the, the client. The client made it so easy. <sighs> Why? Just because they were. They let you have like, the creative freedom. Well, one creative freedom. Two, like they just trusted what we were doing in yes. the house. And three, they like were just laid back if something had to change because it's like it's construction. It's like, funny how similar this is. Yeah. Yeah. I was so just gonna say it's I like I don't things. know. The, I'll let you speak, no, but it's, it's, so it's true. very similar to what i'm talking about it's so true because again like with construction it's like you i mean especially i'm sure if you're like renovating an old house or something and you knock down a wall and then there's like a hole and there's a leak and a bunch of stuff going on it's like that's yep. out of your control yep. you can't like build something there because it's yeah there's tons of things that are out of our hairstylist control but when a great client is somebody that sits down and it's like maybe shows a Pinterest picture and they're like, I love this, but you do what makes sense for my face shape and my texture of hair. And yeah. you they know, just trust like they you. just trust us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and probably somebody that also, <laughs> this is going to be kind of personal for me. Um, just like a respecting um somebody's time you know like yeah. you don't have all the time in the world to consult outside of the salon with somebody so mm -hmm. just like 
respecting that like if it's our day off or we're not in the salon it's probably because we're sleeping because we need to sleep or you know or you're hanging out with with our family or all those things it's it's just like i think with any business uh because a lot of people are freelancers now too like because you saw somebody at working out at the gym in the middle of the day and Mm -hmm. you couldn't get into them for like four weeks it's not because they're lying to you about something it's like they're having personal time at the gym that doesn't you know um have really anything to do with you amazing hair doesn't come without good workouts it's true (laughs) it is so true we can't do our best work if if we're not strong enough to do it yep but that yeah Man, that's our last question. But I do have to shout out EJ one more time. This guy was, if you are listening to our podcast last time, (laughs) we asked questions. Same man, EJ. Man, he's killing it. What did he say this time? He's just all over it. Did he have questions? No, he just says shout out. He goes, yo, the Link Podcast. My name EJ, follow me. I want you on my team. Let's win 2020. Fire emoji. Fire, EJ. EJ. I already Second told you. Time. If you listen to the podcast, I already say I'd be on your team, dude. <laughs> to be a real one and listen to the podcast, EJ. <laughs> I'll retract my team offer. <laughs> I'll trade to the Suns. Nice. Anything that anything that you would like want people to know about what you do, um, and like about, I guess, like future of what you're trying to do. I guess. Yeah. Um. I think I think just in in general like with the salon and stuff um what I'm trying to do is just create a space and potentially more spaces that allow people to just be who they are and I feel like it's fun for us because the clients that we attract are normally the ones that that want you know to be in our environment and then to trust us to just let us do what we can do to like make them feel better Mm -hmm. and when you know it's like when you feel good you when you look good you feel good and that's Mm -hmm. the truth if you had like a crappy haircut or a weird color job you just like don't feel that great so i think with with and there's a lot of people going into the hair industry like just knowing that it's way more than skin deep like we are psychologists like we're therapists Mm -hmm. you know we're we're, yeah yeah and i've had clients that have been with me for like years and i've been with them through all the ups and downs of life it's just like the most i think it's the most fun job like i just love what we do and like how we get to have that one-on-one time with a lot of people in in town you know um i think that's really unique too like it's so fun. not a not a lot of people i mean in a lot of businesses you don't have that like unique one-on-one time that's like an hour or three hours long where yeah. you're just with one person yeah i mean i don't even think half of the people have that with their spouse right or with their family you it's know what so i mean true so that's really wow yeah. that's really that cool. crazy to think about yeah and like you know that physical touch too it's like people have to be kind of because we're like in your hair you know we're like touching your head and in your space and so i think people just kind of like have to be vulnerable and if Mm. it's not like the first time they're visiting us it's like you know second third fourth time um and i think one of my that's one of my biggest lessons from that is like how everybody that quote about like everybody's fighting their own battle, you know, is so true. And it it helps me to have like more compassion on mm-hmm. and more empathy and more like, uh, I just realized more um, that we connect in more ways than we don't connect, you know, like all the things I've gone through in my own life and I sit there and I'm talking with somebody or, and they're, you know, they just started up a business or they're a single mom or they just got married or, you know, they have mm-hmm. came here from China and don't know anything about America. It's just like so fun to sit there and to connect with with that person and mm-hmm. hear their story. And um, so I think, yeah, I think, oops, just hit the mic. Uh, <laughs> it's all but, good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just in 
I think what I would want to leave people with is part of the reason that I wanted to come and I was thankful to be invited to like come and share my story is like we are all humans trying to do our very best right and like like we talked about earlier too when we're able to like love and accept ourselves and we're able to share our story and then that we can connect and at the end of the day that's like what we all long for is connection and to be Mm -hmm. like authentic and true with each other so whatever you're doing like just be just love yourself so you can love other people and i think you'll be like we'll all be more fulfilled if we can just do that Wow, that really turned into yeah, a that was great. Amen, right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Church is over. Hey, hey. <laughs> wow. And did you have That's any more great. questions? I don't think so. You guys had great questions. Thank you. You had great answers. Like thank seriously. You. Yeah. No, thank you for coming on here and yeah. sharing everything with us. That that's absolutely very what's rad. what's the social handles if you yeah, want to show yes. yourself out so our salon is gosh i should like look it up to double check but it's roots collective lnk link yeah. um and then i am now a curl specialist Ooh. so i only accept new um clients that have curly hair any sort of wavy or textured hair mm-hmm. um yeah and Man, then so if you, you can't cut my hair I can't. If you try to book an appointment and be like, no, no sorry, go home, Andy. Go home, man. <laughs> it's okay. I don't remember the last time I got a haircut. Wow. Well, oh, I did. It was... we have other stylists at the salon that work with your type of Thank texture. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, if you want to follow me on my personal page, it's A, a Brown, like A, you know, like a- a- nobody gets that. Uh, it's just, just A-Y-E. A Y E. Yeah. A Y E. A Y E. Less, less of like A and more of like A. a. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, the brown with an E at the end. So not brownie. Don't say it. You wanted to say brownie. No, I didn't. <laughs> what the heck? You were just assumed? No, 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 no. You were like brown. No, I was still thinking about the A. <laughs> Andy was a mile back going, what? It was a great moment. I was trying to relive it, guys. Come on. Cool. Well, thank you so awesome. much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Everybody you. go get the haircut at Roots Collective. Roots Collective. Only if you have curly hair. I mean, oh, yeah, you can go to Roots Collective. They have yes. other clients well, that comes to all of your styles. Yes. yes. Roots Collective. Boom. 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 Thank you. Game over. Wow. <laughs>